tuned to Practical Solutions for Life. Life is full of changes, whether it be a new marriage, a new position, or saving for retirement. These all require a plan. Each week, we'll pick a topic such as wealth, health, or relationships. We'll talk about choices and solutions that will empower you to take charge. Feng Shui can help you get ahead. It's ethical, practical, and it works. Let's get back to basics so that you can move smoothly through life's challenges. Welcome to Practical Solutions for Life. I'm your host, Katherine Wilking. Good morning and welcome to Practical Solutions for Life. We are broadcasting live from Simcoe County in Ontario today, right on the shores of Lake Simcoe. There's a bit of snow on the ground and the lake froze over this past weekend. It's safe enough now for avid fishermen to pull out the ice huts and snowmobiles. Many people are out fishing. Yep, I guess apparently the perch are biting. I guess you really got to love fishing to go out in these temperatures. Come on over and see for yourself. So what do you wish to accomplish in 2019? Are you confident to take the next step? It is a new year and new beginnings are the norm right now. If you haven't nailed down your game plan for the new year, there's still hope. You've got options. You can celebrate the Chinese New Year coming up, the Ukrainian New Year, or even any day of the week that works for you. Is it time to give your work area a facelift? I'm your host, Katherine Wilking, and I've got some very exciting news to share with you today. Sometimes it's hard to make change. You may be stuck and out of ideas. Working by yourself as a solo proprietor or entrepreneur can be isolating and tough to initiate change. Believe that you're not alone. This is the best time of year to evaluate your business and your personal goals. Things move at a little slower pace this time of year, and you've got time to think, pontificate actions ahead, and evaluate the help you'll need to get where you're going. In feng shui, the art of placement, we practitioners start with tangible changes that involves ergonomics, logic, and clutter-free zones, but there's so much more. Our guest this week is Donna Stellhorn, feng shui practitioner, astrologer, and author. She's a specialist in helping you to plan your success. She shows you the hidden messages that can sabotage your efforts to thrive. Donna Stellhorn is an astrologer and author of 15 books, including Feng Shui Form and Chinese Astrology, 2019 Year of the Earth Pig. It's currently the best-selling Chinese astrology series on Amazon. She recently lectured at Western Digital, Warner Records, and at UAC 2018. Donna is a board member of the International Feng Shui Guild and NCGR San Diego. She writes for astrology.com, horoscope.com, and Conscious Community Magazine. Later on in the show, Donna will dive into a forecast for 2019. Her expertise and knowledge reading astrology charts will reveal specific actions for you to take over the next year, and you'll be fully prepared with practical knowledge to weather the storms ahead. Welcome, Donna Stellhorn. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm delighted to have you on board. The listeners here, you've got an extra bonus today. There's two feng shui practitioners on a call here, so you get twice <laughs> twice the much fun for your money. Hey, Donna, there's a business pulse out there. People are trying to recuperate from the crazy roller coaster from last year. 
many are trying to plan ahead and roll with the times. And yet, hmm, after that turbulence we've seen recently, how does one make goals for this year with confidence? Oh, you know, that's such an interesting question because it was a rather roller coaster end of the year, you know, especially in financial markets mm-hmm. and lots of things changing. And now we're entering into the year of the pig where we do want and value the calmer waters, the feelings of just being at home and nesting and all that. And one of the reasons that we do gravitate towards that is because there is that sense that there's rumblings underneath of change happening. Mm -hmm. And so what you need to recognize is when we live in the moment, when we are present, that actually for the majority of us, the day-to-day moments are okay. And we're getting through okay. And so we, we start from that place of saying, you know, we, we've, got, we've got our friends, we have our family, uh, hopefully you're in good health, you are taking step by step. And that's where I like to start people. Mm, I've never thought of a pig nesting before. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting uh, thing. But... Um, Choosing to set up a home office space is so important. So how does feng shui and the year of the pig work into this? Oh, you're so correct. It is so, so important because more and more of us are either working from home or we have side jobs now where we're, uh, you know, creating content or creating a business at home. And so first, you know, defining a space that is your work environment is important and then setting it up in a way that that causes you to want to go in there so mm-hmm. it's not just leftover furniture or you know the the kind of the junk room but a place where you go in there and you say i'm really happy to spend a few hours in here Exactly. Now, I've been to people's homes, just like you, as a feng shui practitioner, and often they call you for one reason, and you get in there and go, oh my gosh, you better fix this first, right? And I've been in home office spaces that have got spare sets of drum sets in there, and chainsaws, and you're right, uh, having a workspace in the junk room is not productive at all. Uh, so we're going to elaborate a little bit more on this uh, topic for our listeners today. But Donna, I think a few things we should tell our viewers first, a little bit more about feng shui. Feng shui is not a religion. It has a base with ethics, logic, and function. In fact, every religion on the planet starts with a code of ethics. So feng shui works for everyone. And secondly, there's different schools of feng shui. Some people don't understand that and I had to learn that too and sometimes you'll hear a conflicting message it doesn't mean something's wrong it just means the practitioner's coming from a different perspective or a different focus on what they think is important so Donna can you elaborate on these schools and their different purposes for our listeners you explain this so fascinatingly Absolutely. You know, China is a very large place and its history is very long. And as different emperors emerged, they got excited about different aspects of Mm -hmm. feng shui. And so they would emphasize 
and explore different areas. Also, different schools emerge in some of the flatlands versus some of the mountainous regions. And so you're absolutely right. All the systems work. But when you try to combine them, you can get some conflicts. And that's the same as if we were doing Tai Chi and Kung Fu. We, they're both great systems of martial arts, but mm-hmm. you don't want to do them at the same time. Same time. <laughs> so I like to use a hierarchy. And that hierarchy is that we use that some schools of feng shui uh, work better if we're building a house. But most of us come into a house that already exists. And so we want to look first at the form of the house, you know, where where the kitchen is and how the house is laid out, where the windows and doors are. And then when we get inside, well, then we have, uh, if we have some flexibility about where to place the furniture, well, then we've got the choices that we can make with other schools. And so, but first start with what you've got. Great explanation. Thanks, Donna. I know when I had my first consultation, I had a consultant <laughs> consultant come to my house in 1998 with a specific problem, how to blend a blended family together because I'd remarried and I had a little stepson and a new husband and, you know, all the junk that came from their house to put into together too. But when I heard about these nine areas of life, I almost fell over. Uh, until then, my life areas included work, uh, laundry, and groceries. But it was comforting to know that I didn't have to rearrange the entire house to find function. There was an explanation of uh, common rooms and personal rooms. And your personal office is, you know, very, very special. As, uh, and we're going to continue to talk about that today. But I like working with one room at a time. In fact, I have a course that's called The One Room Rescue. I'll tell you a bit later on. So Donna and I are going to focus today on the home office, the power of a savvy workspace. And many of these tips and details, of course, can be applied to your office or cubicle and business space. But let's begin with the power position. Donna, tell us a bit more about where to sit and where to orientate ourselves, the best place to work. Well, that's, that is a great question because... You know, what we don't necessarily realize is that there are a lot of factors that cause us to feel comfortable in a spot. And some of those are almost ancestral. That idea that you don't want to sit with your back to a place where you feel vulnerable. So oftentimes when people go into a restaurant, of course, they choose the booth rather than the table in the center. And so the Mm -hmm. same thing happens when we look at an office where we want to be able to sit where we can see the door, but we also want a a view. You know, we we want something where we can see maybe out a window because that gives us a longer view, like, like thinking of the future a year from now, five years from now. And then we want things that are within reach so that we're not constantly having to get up and down for things to interrupt our, our, our mm-hmm. flow and our process. So our ideal power position is view to the door, a view out the window, and a comfortable chair to sit in. Yes, chairs are important too. I've been up in these skyscrapers helping people get their cubes together. And at many times, there's so many rules to deal with when you're in corporate world, right? Um, everyone seems to face inwards into a pod of some sort. They can't see 
they're backing to large uh, plate glass windows, right? So their safety code, emergencies, earthquakes or whatever, doesn't allow plants or larger items on the floor to kind of shade this this, and put their self-subconscious at rest. They don't want any items on the floor that can't be bolted down. So do you have any suggestions if you're in that position? You know, it's so interesting because this is one of the reasons that we see this great movement of people uh, requesting to work at home or requesting to work more remotely. And so when we get situations where the feng shui is definitely in conflict with the, the person's experience, you know, the rules of the company or just the building codes themselves, what we have to do is we have to be very, very creative. Mm-hmm. And so I I have seen people who, where they might have to have their back to the flow of traffic because they're in a cubicle and there's an aisle behind them, use (laughs) mirrors. I have had people uh, even just um, tape up, uh, you know, a couple of little uh, pieces of paper of pictures on that window, on that glass to say to themselves, okay, there is a barrier here. I'm not going to just dive through this at any moment. And these little things, well, you know, aesthetically, they're not exactly what we want. Mm -hmm. They can help a person be more inwardly calm and therefore more productive. That's a great idea. Here, I've also recommended in the past, instead of hanging a a woo-woo crystal or something in there, is a a large lead crystal paperweight or like a candle holder that can act as a buffer for negative energy. If you place that in the direction of offensive person, that also absorbs some of that negative energy. Have you got any other recommendations to bring to a, a desk like that? Well, that's that's actually a fantastic cure. And also, if you feel like your job is vulnerable in some way, if you want to secure your position, then you use a similar concept, which is an opaque stone paperweight, uh-huh. uh, such as, uh, you know, I have some of my clients use a wine cooler, one of those ones <laughs> made out of wa- marble as their pen holder. Nice. And so they have a very heavy object on their desk, which basically says that we've added the this stone cure to say, I am not moving until I'm ready to move. <laughs> Absolutely. Great. Well, my husband's an engineer and as all engineers, they want the scientific approach for this stuff. Uh, I find if I can explain this in plain English and logic, he'll actually try the adjustments to try the supports and cures uh, on his desk, wall images and stuff. And he's sold on the results. So offering alternatives to cure a problem area is also part of feng shui. It's finding something that will shift energy to cultivate positive, productive energy that is acceptable to both the feng shui rules and the person that's there. Uh, it, it affects. So there's a personal approach we can take without going with all the woo-woo stuff, right? <laughs> well, as we're learning from uh, consumer science, uh, behavioral psychology, 
there is much more going on about how we're making our decisions based on our personal space. And so the things that people maybe or engineers might roll their eyes at still have quite an effect on people. And this is the same thing that happens when you go into the grocery store. The reason that the chewing gum is by the register uh, <laughs> gets you to buy the chewing gum. And the fact that it says that it's it's 10 for $10 gets you to count out 10 instead of just buying the one for $1. You know, so we are very affected by these things. And when people tell me, no, they're not affected by these things. And then I look through their space and I say, well, you know, here's where you're blocked and here's where what you're experiencing. They say, oh, yes, that's exactly what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So now that we've established how to improve our luck, improve how where we sit, what kind of things we're looking for to put on our desk to keep us grounded and in charge. Could this day get any better? Absolutely. We're going to tackle some clutter issues when we get back. We're going to take a short break and we're going to look at choosing to clean up emotional clutter and, oh my gosh, what to do with the empty desk syndrome. See you in one minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Catherine Wilking uses unique personal profiling and other feng shui tools in order to help you excel in all areas of life, wealth, health, relationships, and more. She offers face-to-face consultations through Skype or Zoom calls. She will set up your home office for success. Visit KatherineWilking.com and take advantage of the Home Harmony Package. Catherine would love to see your space and help find the right solutions for you. Check out other products and services at KatherineWilking.com. Catherine Wilking Designs is a counseling service with a difference. I'm Catherine Wilking. I use feng shui to help people achieve their goals. Are you having issues with your coworker or partner? Or perhaps life is beginning to spin out of control. Feng shui can help. Rearranging your space can always rearrange your life. Doesn't it make sense to set up your office, bedroom, and entire household for success every single day? Feng Shui never goes out of style. Visit my site, KatherineWilking.com, and let's get your space working for you. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. listening to practical solutions for life if you'd like to send a question or comment about our program please send an email to katherine at katherinewilking.com that's k-a-t-h-r-y-n at katherinewilking.com now back to practical solutions for life and welcome back. We're talking with Donna Stellhorn, talking about the power of a savvy workspace. We're going to dive into some clutter issues. Um, you won't find a feng shui interview without mentioning clutter. So, Donna, give us some ups and downs on what we're looking in somebody's house when we go in as a, with feng shui eyes. What are we looking for uh, to declutter in this area? 
Well, I think what's most important is to first start with your goals. If your goal is career success, then we want to keep clutter away from the front door because all new opportunities come through the front door. On the other hand, if you are in a business and you're having trouble collecting from your customers, you want to keep clutter away from the back door because that's where expected money or owed money comes in. Mm. And of course, if you are working on your business, you want to keep as much clutter out of your home office as possible. Right. So choosing to clean up one area is one thing, but also the mess on the other side of the wall can also affect productivity. Is that true? There are, you know, there. there's a lot of people who can get into that finer point of, all right, what's, you know, is there a bathroom on the other side of the wall or is there a lot of activity on the other side of the wall? And you can, uh, you know, in my school of feng shui, you can use mirrors to mm-hmm. uh, push that energy back. You actually turn the mirror backwards so the mm. mirror is is facing through the wall to okay. that energy. I've had great success with that. Uh, so, but it is true that you don't want to be on a wall that has a lot of negative energy coming to it. Right. So, if you live in a like a condo area, or you just have a, another office on the other side of either you just don't get along, or they're they're selling something you don't believe in, or something, you could use this mirror cure. Yes, absolutely. And how big does this mirror have to be? It does not have to be. No, it doesn't have to be big at all. And that's the great thing about it Mm -hmm. is it can be very subtle. In fact, you can find little mirrors at craft stores that are one or two inches across and actually just adhere them, you know, stick them to a back Mm -hmm. of a picture or back of a calendar. So these could be hung in your cubicle. If you have a little trouble with a neighbor in a, a, you know, in another cubicle. And what happens is that the energy that they're sending you just gets returned to them. So if they send you blessings, they get blessings. If they send you trouble, you know, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, I've used that uh, mirror cure before when a headboard ends up on the wall of the bathroom on the other side. So I have, you can also put the little mirror cure in there as well, too. So Donna, why is it so hard for people to recognize this, uh, any kind of weirdness in, is it just because it becomes familiar to keep walking by this this negative batch of junk Absolutely. or do you need permission to cut the ties is that you what's know, going on it's 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 that that old boiling the frog thing which i'm sorry that's uh, <laughs> you say it's kind of a disgusting little uh, uh metaphor but you know it's it's you put the frog in the in the tepid yeah, water and again. just yeah yeah, and then you he just, just turn up the heat slowly, and then he just boils to death versus putting him in the boiling water, and he'll leap right out. And so it is, you know, when you get into a new situation, of course, you notice right away, oh, this feels terrible and, and all of that. But as you are in a situation for a long period of time, yeah, you just get used to it. And so, and then you start to think that the, the negativity or, or the issues are within you. And that makes it even more challenging. So first, look at your environment mm-hmm. and say, what can I shift there? Assume that it's not you. 
Oh, for sure, for sure. But clutter collects in the weirdest spots. If you noticed, uh, even in your kitchen, you clear that island or peninsula off and you go, yes, yeah, satisfaction. And the first thing that comes in, bang, gets put onto this cupboard, whether it be a knapsack or groceries or dirty cups or whatever. Well, this, um, it's called an empty syndrome. And going back into the office, the empty desk syndrome happens as well where someone leaves the company or gets fired you may notice a turnover of some sort in a company can often be related to a particular desk and it may even be hard to get a replacement to take that role because now it's become a dumping ground for files and such it's got bad karma could you give us some suggestions to recognize this and maybe clear help clear the bad karma Yes, this absolutely happens. And we see it more commonly when, or more easily, I should say, when it's like a house. You know, you see you drive through a neighborhood and maybe at the top of the T intersection, there's a house and you can instantly see that's a rental property. And then it's it's turnover and turnover and turnover. Well, it's the same in your office. There are certain places where there's more traffic, there's uh, more of a sense of vulnerability sitting there where you're going to get interrupted more, where you're receiving negative energy, perhaps from the bathroom. I had a client who she was sitting next to the sewer pipes. So they were going from from other floors. And so all of that waste was going by her all the time. And she was saying, I feel like my time here is wasted. And Mm. so she was really mirroring that energy. And so, you know, this is the kind of thing where you can actually approach a boss who might be, you know, living in more of a practical world who's not open to feng shui, but to say, look, there's a constant turnover at this desk. Maybe it's the desk and not the Mm -hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Well, there you might, I even told people, okay, when you're moving, settling into, you know, a new job kind of thing, and then they say, here's your space, whether it be a full desk or a cube or whatever, is to open the drawers, check underneath, um, it may not even have been cleared out of other personal items from the past person that was in there and just make sure the cleaning people have gotten in there and uh, you're starting fresh. So if you're allowed to bring in uh, some personal effects, even your picture of you and your partner, a plant is always good. You talked about crystals and quartz and um, different grounding things on there. That would also help people settle into a new space. Yes, you can do that. You know, you could use any of the clearing methods where we just modify them slightly for an office. And that would be, you know, salt is great for clearing energy. And so you could just bring in a little bit of salt in a little baggie, just open up the bag, leave it in your drawer uh, for a couple of days and then seal up the bag and throw it in a trash off the property. Or you could get a couple of leaves, sage leaves. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, whole leaves, you don't have to burn them, just leave those, one leaf in each drawer, and it helps clear the energy. Mm, See those little tips here. Uh, But here's, here, I'm going to ask you a question, see what you've got in your magic bag here. What would you comment about? Maybe perhaps there's jealousy in the workplace or one-upmanship or even bad manners like stealing someone's idea or taking credit for something. How can feng shui help in this area? 
You know, sometimes when we have issues where there's a vocalization, like people are talking about you or things like that, uh, sometimes what we need is a sweet sound to clear the air. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you could maybe just have a little decorative bell on your uh, workstation or you get one of those little mini uh, chimes and you just hang that up on your bulletin board. And what happens is, uh, you know, the... The folklore in feng shui says that when these people say these negative things, that the air that they're expelling will go through the bell or through the chime and come out sounding sweet. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of interesting, too, without being too disruptive. So we can bring in some little helpers. Everyone out there, you've got little helper things, and they all have a little bit of energy, and they're all trying to boost you. So if you're interested in settling in a little bit, of your workspace, uh, making friends, it'll all work out. A couple more rooms to set you up for success for 2019. And Donna, we're going to talk about career and prosperity. Tell us what we need to do now. We can start today uh, of changing and shifting that energy in our workspace well, one of the things to think about is that we are going into the year of the pig, which is a very tenacious energy. So it is very important to have your goals very clearly in mind and placed somewhere where you can see them on a regular basis. And so maybe you put them up in your home office, on the bulletin board, or in a drawer at home, or sorry, at the office where you, every time you open the drawer to get, grab a pencil, you see your list of goals oh i see Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like the visual visual enhancements of sort not necessarily a visual vision board one of these big things out there but the the little tiny hints in the day yes although i like to have my vision board as my screensaver on my Mm -hmm. desktop so every time i close a program i get that that blast of yes this is why i'm working so hard this is these are my goals For sure. So would you suggest people put dollar signs on their screensaver or maybe a sailboat for the next uh, vacation in Cancun? What do you think? What do you pick something or is it going to jumble up? You know, I think that that is very important to have some symbol of something that does really motivate you. I think oftentimes people get caught up in this idea of they know what they don't want, but they're not sure what they do want. And I think it's perfectly okay to choose something to say, I think I want this. So I'm going to put this on my goals to say, I'm going to try for this. And if it turns out, if you're on your way and you say, you know what, it's not really what I want, I'm going to make an adjustment. I think that's perfect perfectly okay too for sure yeah um so i've also heard people set setting their goals in january for example and they start to fall off the wagon you know towards the end of january one of the things about feng shui that i've always liked it's progressive and you really don't get slotted into an area you just have to shift the energy just a little bit just turn your foot your big toe into another direction and treat those goals as little stepping stones to the next achievement so you don't experience that oh i'm no good i've failed i can't do this well you bring up a really good point and one that if 
the listeners have already been doing feng shui is to remember that uh, if you have cures placed, if you have things like bells or chimes or crystals or things like that, about once a month you want to take that down and clean it off, dust it or wash it, whatever, you know, whatever, based on whatever material it's made of, and then set your attention again and say, you know, I, I've put this up here to remind me to look for new customers and then hang it up again. Mm-hmm. Or do as one of my clients was doing she had a pair of lucky money fish. So the reason, of course, that fish are lucky is because the word for fish sounds like the word for abundance in Chinese. And mm-hmm. so the saying is, if you have two fish, you have so much money, so much abundance, you have leftover money. Yeah. And so she would place the lucky money fish, this pair of fish by her front door, and she would get a couple of clients, but she's an interior designer. So it's a lot of work and she'd get a little overwhelmed. So she'd move it to her office and then the the checks would start rolling in but then it would quiet down and she'd move it back to her front door and then business would start up again (laughs) and she's been doing this for years oh goodness so a picture of a fish is okay in your your form school is that right absolutely you can do a a picture of multiple fish, which would be ideal. What we suggest, though, is unless you're really wanting to be aggressive in business and fight, choose a a kind of a happy fish, you know, something like a carp rather than a shark. Oh, for sure. For sure. But there's also placement for them as well. Some people go out and they buy a huge fountain or a big aquarium and stock it with fish. And then it's in the wrong spot in their house. Do you recommend people going out and having aquariums versus pictures or um, carvings of fish? Well, you know, you want something that goes with your lifestyle. If you love fish and you're willing to take care of them, then absolutely get the fish because having aquariums in your house will bring prosperity. Mm -hmm. But then you would place them, of course, uh, with keeping in mind the health of the fish. Uh, You know, and it's the same when you're adding plants to bring in prosperity, which can be done. There are money plants, there's lucky bamboo, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. you're at that point placing it with with the health of the plant in mind. Right, right. So we've got uh, plants for prosperity because they're tall and the ones with flowers and berries, of course, are more auspicious because there's more abundance on these plants, right? Absolutely. But there's also the jade plant, which is the one that has, it's a succulent and it has Mm -hmm. little round leaves that look like jade coins. And so the jade plant is one of the original money plants. Mm -hmm. And Lucky bamboo, which we see everywhere, which can be very ornate or just a few stalks in water, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is such a a wonderful business uh, prosperity creating energy because bamboo can be used for food, it can be used for medicine, it can be used for building materials, and of course it grows very, very quickly. And so that's why it's a symbol of being able to take whatever opportunities that come to you and make it into what you need. Right. I've got a peace lily in my wealth area right now, and it's blooming, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. So I wanted to just pop that in there as well, too. The peace lily can just 
take your breath away. (laughs) Donna, we've covered a lot of ground so far today, and there's so much more to come. We're going to take a short break. We still have to learn about your books, and you'll have to tell us about forecasting and abundance that lies ahead in 2019. So stay tuned, folks. You need to take notes for this next segment. Uh, Donna's going to give us her forecast for abundance right after the break. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Catherine Wilking uses unique personal profiling and other feng shui tools in order to help you excel in all areas of life, wealth, health, relationships, and more. She offers face-to-face consultations through Skype or Zoom calls. She will set up your home office for success. Visit KatherineWilking.com and take advantage of the Home Harmony Package. Catherine would love to see your space and help find the right solutions for you. Check out other products and services at KatherineWilking.com. Catherine Wilking Designs is a counseling service with a difference. I'm Catherine Wilking. I use feng shui to help people achieve their goals. Are you having issues with your coworker or partner? Or perhaps life is beginning to spin out of control. Feng shui can help. Rearranging your space can always rearrange your life. Doesn't it make sense to set up your office, bedroom, and entire household for success every single day? Feng Shui never goes out of style. Visit my site, KatherineWilking.com, and let's get your space working for you. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Practical Solutions for Life. If you'd like to send a question or comment about our program, please send an email to Catherine at KatherineWilking.com. That's K-A-T-H-R-Y-N at KatherineWilking.com. Now, back to Practical Solutions for Life. And welcome back. We're talking with Donna Stellhorn, author of 13 books, including Feng Shui Form, and Chinese Astrology 2019, The Year of the Earth Pig. Donna, tell us a little bit more about all your books and how you got into astrology. Oh, well, thank you for asking. I I had a great story for getting into astrology, which was that I was a computer programmer and the CEO did my numerology. She said, you, you show a talent with astrology. I I was flabbergasted. I was so excited to have a talent in something. A talent. Yeah. So <laughs> I went out and found a teacher. And the first day I said, I'm going to do this for a living. And that was back in the 80s. Mm. That, the, <laughs> and how was that received? Well, yes, my family was not as excited for a person who's going from data processing manager to astrologer. But they're they're still working on it. But you got a good story. You got a good reading. You want to tell us about the reading that you had early into that astrology career and what happened? It's amazing. Well, yes, yes. So I did. Absolutely. I went and had a reading and my astrologer said to me, oh, I'm looking forward and it says you're going to lose your job in about six months. And I was, you know, a person who was very security minded. So 
I went home, I threw up, and then I <laughs> went in the next day and I quit. I, I said, you know, I, I, I can't handle this stress. And the boss said, oh, no, you can't quit. We just are putting in a new computer system. We need you to get us started and train us. And I said, okay, I'll stay for double my salary and I don't want to go to any meetings. And he said, okay. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> and six months later, the computer system's installed. Everybody's trained. And they said, we don't need you anymore. And I was gone. Oh, my. Oh, my. And so you you do uh, forecasting, I guess you call it. Uh, look at how the Chinese, the, the Chinese animals, is that we're doing? Because your book is the Year of the Earth Pig. And uh, so tell us about these books. You're well, a bestseller on Amazon, and you've been doing this for how many years? And every year you come out with a new, of course, a new book of what's happening. So tell us how it got started with these books. Yes, you know, I've been doing Chinese astrology for a long time because I've been doing feng shui for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm primarily a Western astrologer, but, uh, you know, people would ask me about Chinese astrology. And so uh, living in Los Angeles, I got to study with some amazing people. And so back, oh, nine years ago now, I started putting out a little pamphlet and that was on Year of the Rabbit. And then I just kept going. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you, the books keep getting larger and Get larger. Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, this, yeah, yeah. this king, this thing is, uh, you know, it's like a doorstop now. And so, and and I keep adding things to it because I want I want this to be a book that you use all year. And so there's monthly predictions, there are feng shui cures in there of what to do. I handpick each cure for each sign oh, nice. to say, you know, you're doing this energy this year. You know, for example, of course, right, your year of the dog, Right. I, I and, wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, I'm a dog. So last year was supposed to be, you know, one of my big ears. And it, you know, not only the dogs, but everybody got a real bum rap towards the end of the last year. Now, you've told us a little bit about the, the pig year, but I've heard the dog people are going to have a great year. Can you elaborate on that? I'd like to hear about that. Yes, your, your year is much, much better. So, yes, it was your big year. But by big, we don't necessarily mean that's so easy. It <laughs> is a seed planting year. And so you're coming out of that. Now, Now picture yourself. Now you have this farm. All these seeds you have have been planted. And you're starting to see what sprouts. And oh. you're starting to see how you can incorporate what you've known from the last 12-year cycle, all your knowledge and skills and ability, and applying it to new things. Plus, you know, when when we look at how a dog interacts with a pig, the dog is not threatened by the pig whatsoever. You know, the dog can bark and, and play and do whatever the dog wants to do. And so you have that energy this year. And that is to really dive deep into things you want to do, really put your efforts into stuff that's bringing you results. And everything that's not bringing you results, it's a weed. Just pull mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really encouraging as well because, yeah, I can see that uh, move way across the country, um, put down some new roots. So it was a big, big uh, change for us. And now that we're settled down, uh, I've got fresh air. I can think a little bit better. I'm in a better environment and uh, it's all good. So thanks for that encouragement. But one thing that I've done when I've dabbled in some of this astrology to find out, um, you know, my my supports, my support animals and different things, whatever's opposite 
of the animal of the year are really in trouble. So what's the opposite of pig this year and how are they supposed to cope? This is for the snake natives out there. You guys are the opposition. And the reason that it can be challenging is because everybody is looking at the opposite sign. They're looking at the other way. But I have actually good news for snake natives. Mm -hmm. You guys don't mind actually working behind the scenes. Of all the signs, you guys do well pulling together, you know, and putting all your ducks in a row before you uh, launch your product or before. Before you announce your your new project or something, you are wanting that time behind the scenes, and this year you have it. So more than any other sign, you guys can do the opposition very, very well. That's fascinating um, because I'm married to a snake. (laughs) And as an engineer, he does do a lot of stuff behind the scenes. And um, so I can see exactly what you're saying. So if you're not really familiar with the Chinese astrology, there's 12 different animals. And um, just correct me if I'm wrong. Each of them, if you know what a dog is and seen them before and pigs and horses and uh, different things like that, you can sort of try and get yourself into that headspace and and to think about, okay, this is my personality. This is ingrained in me at this point. And I understand a little bit more when you're coming up with these predictions, why and how come because that's how the animals act, right? Yes, that's exactly right. So if you're born in the year of the ox, you are more likely to take on big projects, work till it's finished, work till you drop. If you're a tiger... Yeah. <laughs> yes, you could stubborn, be a stubborn. Yeah, if you're a tiger, tiger, you have that kind of dual nature where you're kind of you know just sitting in the bushes, just relaxing, and then leaping into action and running after the antelope. If you're a monkey, you're very intelligent. You adapt well. Mm-hmm. If you're a horse, you want to run free with the herd. You want to be with your friends. You want to be admired. So all of this is just us being able to find aspects of our personality. And when it's something that you want uh, to emulate, you know, find that and say, all right, that that is me. I am going to do that. I'm going to own that. And when it's something that's not so good, then you mm-hmm. say to yourself, okay, I'm going to try and minimize that. So if somebody wants a personal reading from yourself, for example, then there's also a formula to find friends for them or find good working uh, people, let's say barnyard animals that get along together, you kind of look in that area as well too. Is that correct? Yes. I mean, uh, people who are interested in compatibility, yes, there are ways to find out whether your chart meshes with somebody else. And I should say that when we talk about your annual sign, we're kind of doing a sun sign Mm -hmm. type of Chinese astrology because you also have an animal and an element for the month you were born, the day you were born, and the time you were born. So you have four of these. And this combination in combination with somebody else uh, indicates whether there's compatibility. So just summing up a little bit today, we've talked about home office and clutter and career and prosperity and all this. These barnyard animals, of course, don't have a home office or career prosperity. I'm just, how how do you bridge all that into um, a report or suggestions for people? 
Well, it, it works very well. If you are, say, uh, one of the more social signs, mm-hmm. such as a pig, then working at home alone in an office may not be the best choice for you. You ah. might want to pick yourself up and get into an office situation. Or if you're a horse where you want to be around a lot of people and a lot of energy, then go work at Starbucks, go work at a coffee shop somewhere. So take yourself into a situation where you're going to feel more comfortable. Oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Thanks uh, for that. So do you have a personal challenge for our guests this year? Well, I think that we all have the personal challenge of speaking kindly to ourselves. And I think that's very important in this year of the pig where we want to nurture ourselves and love ourselves because when we are not kind to ourselves, then it's so difficult because then we go out into a world that might be unkind also. So be kind to yourself. Wow. Those are great words, uh, Donna. I'm just thrilled. I'm just thrilled. So let's just uh, review here again. What kind of services that you have to offer our listeners and how do we contact you? Well, you know what? What I want to direct everybody to is my YouTube channel. Uh, There you're going to find uh, much more about these topics and uh, deep dives into astrology, uh, tips on feng shui. So if you put in Donna Stellhorn into YouTube search, you will find me. I want you to start there. All the ways to contact me are in the description boxes on my YouTube videos. But Go see my videos uh, because I think that's going to give you lots of tips and information. Wonderful. And to spell Donna Stellhorn, D-O-N-N-A. Yes. And then Stellhorn, S-T-E-L-L-H-O-R-N. Donna Stellhorn. And they'll be able to find that. So also, if you're looking at the screen of Voice America for the show, you'll find in my channel, Practical Solutions for Life, there's a little thing on the right-hand side called Show Links. And Donna Stellhorn, her website, her YouTube channel, and more is all along there. You can just click on that and get right in there. So thanks, Donna, for being on the show today. And thank you to all our listeners who joined us, Practical Solutions for Life. Don't forget to check out Donna Stellhorn's book, too, 2019, the year of the earth pig, and find out what's in store for you. So check the show links again to the right side of the page. And looking ahead, we've got a big lineup for practical solutions for life. It just doesn't stop. Next week, I'm going to share with you my empowerment story and one of my aha moments. Something that changed my life. You've got to listen to this. Uh, Life-changing, how I get along with people so well. Plan on being in charge of your day every day. February 15th, we have the power of knowledge with Keology founder Samantha Plovey. She's got some great information for you to jump on board with her. And farther ahead, communication. Whose fault is it anyway? Personality profiles and tips for choosing a partner. Pop on over to katherinewilking.com for more information about me, Pick up your free gift and stay in touch so you won't miss an episode of Practical Solutions for Life on the Empowerment Channel with Voice America. Thanks for joining us, Donna Stellhorn. I'll see you next week. Have a great week ahead. Thank you for tuning in this week to Practical Solutions for Life. 
Be sure to join Catherine Wilking for another amazing show next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, embrace the changes that are coming into your life and you too can have a great day. 